You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. The Unity Project and Everyone Raps Now presents the Back Alley Beatdowns, Freestyle MC Battles, and Open Mic, hosted by the one and only Pause One. No riddance, no research, no bullshit. Cash prizes and promo packages to the winner. The Back Alley Beatdowns is a free, all-ages event held every last Saturday of the month at the Alley Gallery and Art Supply Street Art on Display, 101 South Main Street in Pomona, California. For more info and updates, follow at Back Alley Beatdowns and at unity.project on Instagram. The Back Alley Beatdown sponsored by Shady Life Clothing and The Dankiest. Encino Entertainment presents the first annual Golden Era Music Festival, uniting everybody through good music. Hosted by Rabbit of the B-Side Show, featuring AZ, Corrupt, Cormega, Planet Asia, Ras Cass, Big Nord, Sugar Free, Rapping Forte, a tribute to Nate Dogg by Little Nate Dogg, Self Provoked, Tash of the Alcoholics, Medusa with a Life Band, and plenty of other dope MCs. Dope acts, make sure you're there. DJ Mark Love, DJ Flip Flop, DJ Skis, DJ Intrigue. Saturday, October 15, 2016, all ages, 4 p.m. to midnight, private party, midnight to 3 a.m. Memorial Hall, 231 West C Street, Wilmington, California, 90744. Tickets available at encino.eventbrite.com. B-Side Shop in Covina, Omiba Music in Hollywood, Sound Stations in Los Angeles, Fingerprints in Long Beach, Music Revolution in Whittier and OC, Kings Montclair. Saturday, October 15, 2016. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the show. You're now experiencing Wake the Flock Up. With Concept 714. Thank you guys for having me at this location. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yo, thanks here. for having us. So before I introduce my guest, WakeTheFlock.net, you go, you check us out. We've uh, been able to sit with a good amount of high quality MCs, I like to think. Master Ace, DJ Revolution, Planet Asia, Slug from Atmosphere, Burns, you know. So we've been able to sit down with MCs that I've, I've respected and I've looked up to for a long time. And there's also those that get thrown at me like, yo, here's this opportunity. Do you want to take it? I'm like, yeah. So I'll jump on it whenever I get a chance, right? So we're here at wakethefloccup.net. At wakethefloccup, follow us, tell a friend, and uh, help us make a difference with good interviews being put out there. So tonight I'm sitting with... Yo, this is Fiki. Yeah, Fiki, where are we from? I am from Reno, Nevada. That's where I live. Actually, I grew up in a small town called Gardnerville, Nevada. Mm-hmm. 
as did uh we're also here with my dj the trash wizard and no. the uh, trash hold on yeah who's trash wizard this uh that that creepy looking guy right there <laughs> so you're from nevada right nevada okay. northern nevada not vegas that's a different state yeah but uh you say that with a prejudice you're like not <laughs> not nowhere yeah. near vegas bro right this is <laughs> yeah we're like eight hours from vegas so okay so nowhere near vegas right we're more near uh, lake tahoe but we grew up in uh, gardnerville a small small little town about an hour south of reno and then we live up in reno now and it's the three of you because we also have a yep. photographer with us. Yep, that's who, who, JP Films. Oh, dude, I love that <laughs> tag, bro. Yo, what up? Yeah, it's me, JP. I like that. No, I'm with that. Uh, this is the squad right here? It's just yeah, the three of you? Yeah, this is the squad, yep. We uh, we live together in Reno, and then we're out on the road right now. So, yeah, it's just three of us cruising around. When uh, wh- uh, What are we doing here in SoCal? Um, we're just, we have a couple days off, and then we're resuming tour tomorrow in san jose so uh the trash wizard's aunt lives down here in newport so she was nice enough nice enough to let us stay at the house yeah. so i don't have to pay for a hotel so that's cool and it's a very beautiful home by yes the way. Beautiful, it is beautiful, gorgeous very house. nice i'm literally staring at the ocean as i'm conducting this interview yeah which i don't think i've ever been able to do that before it's uh a lot nicer than the super eight we stayed at in elko nevada <laughs> So when do uh, hip hop take a forefront in your life? When did that happen? Uh, probably about six years ago now, uh, five to six years ago. Yeah. So I used to do music when I was young, like twelve to fifteen years old. I used to play in a punk band, and then um, I started racing motocross a lot. So I kind of quit the music deal when you know we were just kids. We we're kind of just fucking around, but. Um, so then I started racing a lot, and I did that up until I still ride, but I don't really race anymore. Um, but I started doing the hip hop when I was nineteen because um, you know all my friends pretty much moved away after high school, and I was kind of just bored. And I had like a spark to do something like cool, not just normal shit. And then I don't know, it just kind of fell together, and I was like, okay, this is something I can do by myself. Like there. I was used to like band practice and coordinating four or five guys together to do anything. So I was like, okay, I can just sit here and do this. So, so you had other skills that kind of lend itself to hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know about skills. Like you know, I fucking sucked when I started. But uh, you, but you had the knowledge of of being able to group things together. You know, schedule them, which is super important. Right. You know that kind of. So you came from music. You were yeah. in music. Yep. What did uh, what did your parents say about you being a hip hop artist now? Um, they're they're cool about it. Like they support me and whatever, um, you know. But I don't think that my mom definitely like keeps up on the stuff. She's like, really, fa- she's Facebook Facebook esque. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But my dad is like no technology whatsoever. So like she will relay the message and like you know I've I've had a talk with him like what I want to do pretty much, but he's not like. Oh, saw you're doing a show here, you know. Yeah. So, what nationality are we? Um, mostly Italian. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a mix of some other stuff, Irish and all that. But right. yeah. Okay. And uh, was was that a factor you think starting off? Did did it help you? Did it kind of hold you back? Did you? Um, in hip hop, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, there's no. Like you would think that oh, like white people can't do it right. and then like other times it's it seems like my image now it could be easier than 
but I don't know if that really has anything to do with me being white. Well, you know what it is? Like, we like to think, like, okay, our skills and our personalities are going to get us where we need to go. Everything right. else doesn't really matter, especially in hip hop. You try, you try to tell that to yourself. But then I've witnessed and I've been, I've seen these things happen where it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe you don't want the, you don't want, there's a white kid around during this. Or, you know, especially when, but then there's some areas where it's like, you think like all the, you see the, all the artists are white. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Independent like hip hop genres, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird, and I think there's, you know, there's a uh, music is all opinion based anyway. So like to me, there's no such thing as like garbage or trash, like everyone says. But if you're gonna go that route, there's people who are garbage that are white. There's people who are garbage that are black. There's people that are good that are white, and there's people that are good that are black. So I don't. I mean, it is what it is, and you just you make. Everyone out there is just making the kind of music that they want to make. So whether you like it or not, I don't think that has anything to do with your skin color. I think the reason that I bring it up is because we, right now, especially in in the like the election, that's reflected of how people feel in the U.S. and how other people feel, right? Right. And also the way with everything going on with social media and, and all the shootings, and all, yep, it's important yep. to to kind of display to everybody else how hip hop is handling it because. Mm-hmm. There's no other force in the world that has like engulfed the planet like hip hop has. Right. right. Yeah, hip hop yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. You can go to China. Hip hop is there. You can go to Africa. Hip hop is there. You can go to fucking Alaska. There's a dope hip hop group out there, you know? Yep. And so it encompasses all of these races and religions and all that stuff. And even though we did come from a place of like people needed to speak their mind because there was violence and there was all stuff. Yep. It has called out to all these different genres of people. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really care what color you are. True. You yeah. know, like a, a mic doesn't care if you're black. A mic, does, if you rock the mic, that's it. Yep. You own the mic. You are that celebrity. You know, you are that dude. Yep. So I, I think it's important to point out that we are all still very different colors and cultures and races. Yeah. But when it comes to hip hop, all that is erased, and it's like you got bars or you don't got bars. Yeah, and that's and you know there's so many sub genres of hip hop that it's like it's more. It just seems like you can go like almost to country or almost to pop or almost to rock, but it's still hip hop. So right, it's like it's crazy what you can do, and it's just it's up to you. It's like whatever whatever you want to do. Like don't box yourself in. Right, you know obviously yeah. people have influences and stuff, and you can hear it in their music, but it's like. Just make whatever you want. Right. That's, that's what's cool about music. You can just do whatever the fuck you want. There's no rules. Like if I wake up and like I was listening to a little Uzi Vert when I was right here on the lawn working out this morning, like nothing like my music, but I'm into that. And or I can listen to Eminem and like way, way better than me, like mm-hmm. way more skilled than me. But I'm into it. I can listen to Future, nothing like me. But you know, you can draw influences from all you these other places. You can appreciate them, right? Right. Yeah. But I, the one thing that I and, and I want you to explain further, right? That, mm-hmm. But that I'll have to disagree with what you said is, I honestly do believe that there is bad hip hop. Uh-huh. That not, not just bad as in constructed poorly and delivered poorly, but also bad for hip hop. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, I feel that it's very, that we need to stop thinking about hip hop as something that's, oh, you know what? No, no, no. That's just where it is now. That's just mm-hmm. where it is now. That's just where it's evolved to. Is it, or is it really just being taken in a negative direction? Mm-hmm. Right. And then okay. there'll be people that love nineties hip hop and there's people that love two thousand hip hop and there's people that love, you know, 2010 and all forward and the golden era changes for everyone. Right. But yeah, I yeah. do think that we need 
to start categorizing some hip hop as bad. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I I say that there's no such thing as bad is because if you take a step back and look at it, you know, someone that's been in the news or the press a lot lately for it is Lil Yachty, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you or me could listen to that and be like, oh man, this fucking sucks. Like, I hate this. It's bad to us. But dude has however many hundred thousands of followers, millions, I don't know. Um, he's got radio plays, this and that. So there's something there that appeals to his fans. And he's got a lot of them that to the point where like he's getting paid and a lot for shows and stuff like that. So if you went up to one of these guys, they really, really think that Lil Yachty is good. They're like, he makes great music. Does he rap as good as Tech Nine? No. But, and I think even the fans could say that, but there's just something else about him that they like. So like, I don't know, it's hard to say because hip hop, you know, it stems from, you know, either you can spit or you can't, but these guys, and this is kind of a reason why I like these guys is like, they just don't give a fuck if they're good or not. They're like, you know, this is the mumble rap. This is party music. Like, this is what I make. And I'm not trying to be Tupac. And the ones that are more vocal about this though. I yep. can't, I look at their point. It'll be like your nauses, or it'll be like these older legends are like, yo, you know, this, this what's coming out now is garbage. It's coming out as garbage because I feel you have these professionals, these pros, and then these these high school freshmen come want to play in the in the in the NFL with them, and they're like, yo, bro, you don't have the techniques, right. you don't have the experience, you have you don't have the size of you know, and whatever yep. that translates to in hip hop and lyrics and all that stuff. So now come these freshmen saying, we don't give a fuck if you guys are 20 <laughs> times more skilled than us. We want to play ball with you. Yep. And now because the way hip hop is, you have to let them play. Uh, you, you see know, what I'm saying? So yeah, everyone's definitely. like pissed. Like, yo, I don't yeah. want to play with this dude. And it is, I could definitely see like, you know, these guys, they're so good. You know, the guys you just mentioned. And, you know, they really had to like sit there and hone the craft. And then the, you see these guys pop up kind of out of nowhere and did they hone their craft? I don't know. I don't know their backstory. You know, I haven't even popped up out of nowhere. But when I do, it's going to seem like, boom, this guy, oh, this is his first song, you know. But I've I've already been doing it for six years. Is it going to take two more for that to happen? I don't know. What I tell people, and then this is the, the, the discussion that I have, because this will come up often. Like, yo, you know, yeah. people, new hip hop. is. So what I tell them is, look, at the very minimum, they're hardworking. Like at the yeah, very base, yeah, yeah. because little Uzi, yep. to get to be little Uzi, had to rock so many shows, dude. Yeah, yeah. Unless the dude came from money where he could buy lyrically, like literally buy like people to go to his shows. I you, guess, yeah. You, you know, you could. can rent crowds. Yeah. So, so for what they do for music videos for these upcoming mm -hmm. artists is the company, the promo company will rent out a crowd. And be like, all right, we need 200 people to show up in this warehouse. And I need them to pretend that this is the greatest thing they've ever heard. Yeah. So then you see these artists that you've never heard of, but they have these huge followings. On video, they have these huge followings, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying, so unless he did that and it's gotten really evolved and everyone just started believing it, he put in a lot of work. Right. Yep. He was in the studio a lot. He developed a, a certain look and persona for him. Maybe he worked on things that you as an MC didn't work on as much. Right. He definitely worked on his image. Yep. Right? Definitely. So there's and that's th part of it. You yeah. know, that's it's like I think that comes from being a rapper and like creating is I know what goes into it from experiencing it firsthand. And before I did, 
music. Like I didn't know that. And I was even kind of like kind of a hater man mentality, like, Oh, that guy fucking sucks. Or like, why would you do that? And now it's like from, from doing this, no matter what you do, not even in music, if you're trying to start a business, if you're going after whatever you want, like I can totally appreciate it. Cause I know what goes into it. So I see anyone, even if they are complete trash, I see them going for it. And I'm like, dude, pin it, go for it. You have to respect that. Right. Yep. And, and it's important to remember that. But I honestly, and then, then you get like the critic comes out of, out of you, right? Because you're so involved in the culture and you, and you kind of like, you're like emotionally attached to it. Right. So you start to get angry when you see the shit and doing all kinds of stupid stuff. And I just think a lot of the people are suffering from that. Yeah. Like, oh, the hip hop we know sounds like this. Now what you're doing, we're not sure what that is, but you're a black dude that's rhyming. So I'm going to call it hip hop. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just I've seen, until I've seen, we can uh, figure out what it is. I've seen the videos that are like, we need a new genre for this. Yeah. So, I Which, mean, that's a thought, but right. I mean, it already kind of is its own genre, but it is like a, it's a sub-genre, right? Yeah. How would you, would, where would your category, where would you, where would you categorize yourself? Myself? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's like, I try not to. But not not like these guys that no, are like, good. oh, I'm like not that. a rapper, but yeah. like, yeah, I'm a fucking rapper, duh. But I don't know. It's like the my the producer that we use. Like, I just dropped a new EP um, called Unbound, and this guy Alan Lewis produced all the tracks on it, and he's from a rock and pop background. So before we started working, we met and we kind of discussed in the direction that I want to go in, so we could work together. And a lot of the instrumentals there, it's a lot of live instrumentation. We have live sax that we recorded at the studio on one of the tracks. He plays guitar on a lot of the tracks, but it's not like country by any means, but it's not pop because it's too kind of bass heavy and hip hop for that. But then it's not, you know, 90s boom bap stuff. It's not trap. It's kind of, we just like... It doesn't have to be one thing. And we're on the same page with that. It's like, okay, you know, for this track, let's make kind of a middle ground between this beat and this beat. Maybe the same tempo, but let's use these as our influences. And then I'd say put the Allen on it because he knows, like, I want, like, good, good sounding stuff, live instrumentation, stuff that you're not going to hear off of some kid that's making beats on YouTube off of like Ableton or whatever, you know? So we're kind of on the same track there. And I told these guys when I started working with them, it's like, you know, I really like the boom bap stuff. I feel like I can rap good on it, but I don't think that that style is going to take me where I want to go. I was telling them, you know, I want to be more like a whiz or even, I mean like Kendrick and J Cole are known for like the boom bap style, but they're diverse enough and dope enough that Kendrick can do the song with Taylor Swift. Yeah. And like J. Cole can be featured on pop records. You're or looking whatever. for versatility. Right. Right. You know, Wiz had See You Again yeah. last year, and that song probably made him more money than most rappers make in their whole career. And right. it's like, that's, I want to be someone like that where you can utilize like the hip hop route, the pop route, maybe draw some people from the country, you know. I want to be on a Florida Georgia Line song. There's a lot of okay, so like a when an, when an artist will come up, you like, yo, I came from the struggle, so I talk about the struggle, right? They yeah. somehow want to keep the mentality of mentality of struggling when they don't have, when they don't need to, 
or when it's it's not true, right? right. So like what I tell people is like if you see like a Jay Z or Fifty Cent is a perfect example. Yeah, someone who came from you know the streets. There's there's a, there's a there's an arrest record. Like there's people that can vouch that they. 50 was poor growing up. He didn't have all the yep. money, projects, blah, blah, blah. And now he's one of the richest rappers on the planet, right? right. But 50 won't change his style accordingly. Something like Nas did. He started the same way, but Nas can adapt. He adapted his style to be like, not just talking about guns and stuff, but everyone knows that 50's not really doing this because he's having meetings and he's going to boardrooms. <laughs> yeah, and right. he's like, like, 50, dude, you're not really game banging. Yeah. But he's, he's refi- refused to evolve, right? Yeah. So and so so therefore people in a, on a on a subconscious level know like oh it's fake, it's not real. Right. Right. But the but the rapper can't let go of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason I bring that up is because your thought your your mentality is very very rare in hip hop because it's always like oh no I want I'm I'm the realist. Yeah. underground artist there is bro well, like, i think that's gay that's what i don't <laughs> that's what i don't like about hip-hop yeah, yeah because yeah. like everyone is so caught up on like bro i got the fucking dopest bars ever i'm the best you suck you know it's like okay well fucking prove it then go what are you doing because i used to drop one song on soundcloud right. every three months and that's it i've never seen one of your videos it's like it takes so much more to be an artist than just having good bars and in some instances or cases you don't have to have good bars just make good music right right it's like i don't want to be known for just like oh yeah that guy can rap good it's like where's the music where's the record sales where's the shows like sell out shows where's the progression right yeah right because uh being dope should be your base right for like anything you do if you should be a dj if you're gonna be a dj be a dope dj yeah if you're gonna be a photographer be the best photographer you can be right that should be your base right okay now that you got the, the fact that you're good at what you claim to be you got that down what else can you are you also professional are you on time are you hardworking? are you dependable in a business which hip-hop is very yeah. much those things are going to matter i can make the best fucking cupcakes but if i can't build uh you know if i can't go out and get to the bank and get a loan to build a cupcake store you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cool. It, it, well, that did you nothing. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we talk about it sometimes. You know, hip hop in any music is a business and being an artist is a business and people don't get it. Like we were just talking the other the other day, like, you know, these guys there they get on and then they're getting arrested for shit and it's like, dude, why? You like you have everything. Everything you worked for, you have it now. It's like, why are you still out fucking selling drugs or killing people or doing I, whatever? The other you're doing? day, it was just on the news. Bobby Shmurda got mm-hmm. 15 years. Yep. In yeah, hip hop, yeah. 15 years is forever. And for yeah. a young guy who's got to be like what 20? Yeah. There goes yeah. his 20s and half of his 30s That's over it. some bullshit that he didn't need to do. Yeah. Right. What? What's? What, it's what, crazy. It's that mentality that they refuse to let go. of. Yeah. And it goes back to like the struggle thing. Right. And I'm all about like you know your your music should be like a representation of your story in hip hop at least. Sure. You know, when yeah. they're in pop, you know, they're songwriters and they're writing songs that appeal to the masses and trying to sell records. So that's fine. You know, in country, new country at least is the same way. You know, they're that's why it's kind of so corny is because they have however many songwriters on the track just trying to write songs to sell records. Well, hip-hop doesn't want... Another argument we've had is, like, I tell them the same thing. Rock, country, Spanish, love songs, whatever. Mm -hmm. Dude, there's somebody writing these for somebody else to sing. Yeah. 
do you think hip hop doesn't have any of that? You think there's no one oh, going up no, to like blank and being like, "Yo, I wrote this hip hop song. We all want to make money, so we need you to sing it." Right. You just give us, you split us on the back or mm-hmm. whatever. You th- you don't think there's one hip hop artist that does that? There's no, got to be twenty, thirty yeah. of the mainstreams that do it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's a huge part, but at the same time, it's like, but in indie world, that's not okay. Right, which like is you can't weird. go like, to a cipher with bars that someone else gave you. To I spit. mean, exactly. Yeah, see what I'm saying? People, people just don't really get how music works like right. that. Like As they don't, business, they yeah. don't get that Katy Perry didn't write every word of that song. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so how they dare don't. You? you know, the whole controversy with Drake and stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. no shit. And a good, uh, good like metaphor type deal I came up with is back to my racing roots. Is like. Drake and his team are making music at the highest level. Like they, their goal is to sell the million first week that they did on views. And it's like racing, you know, these guys that are on factory teams, they show up to win the race. They're not going to show up with a stock bike out of their fucking dad's old pickup truck Mm, to mm -hmm, try mm -hmm. to win the race. They're going to come with the best equipment, hundred thousand dollars suspension on the bike, you know, whatever they can to win. Drake's team's the same way. Why wouldn't they utilize all of the best songwriters to make the dopest tracks? Because Drake has to. Like, and especially with his schedule, like, I don't even know, you know, touring, interviews, everything he has to do. How the fuck could he possibly sit there by himself and bust, pump out music like he does? There's no fucking way he could. These, these, uh, these superstars are reaching levels that are like absolutely ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, with with so much that goes involved into hip hop, right? It's kind of I see it kind of like like comedy. So yeah. right now, like the biggest comedian would be like Kevin Hart. Right? Yep. And Kevin Hart is breaking like sale records for like just like shows, not even hip hop or com, just like the most attended amount of people have showed up to like a certain show. Like yeah. the biggest fucking gathering of people have been at a Kevin Hart show. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's like a Crazy. world it's like a world record he has where it's like no other show has ever had these many people show up regardless of what it was. Yeah. And that's insane to think of that, right? And he's like making like thirty million per year and like he's mm-hmm. like a fucking comedian, right? Right. So now it comes the same question is like, well, does he have time to write his stuff, practice it and get it down? I don't if know. If he's doing these things, like you get to these levels, like it's almost not physically possible, right? Right. Yeah. And it's who knows. But at the end of the day, like the dude is funny. At the end of the day, he's good Drake, at what he does. Drake can fucking right. sing. Yeah. Drake can fucking right, rap. Right, right, right. Like at the end of the day, the consumer, besides the 1% that are sitting on the fucking blogs talking shit, you know, the, the 99% that hear Drake on the radio that, maybe don't even know what Drake's name is. You know, they're just like mindlessly listening to music. They care about the song. It has to be a good song and that's what they're going for. I just wanna walk, 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 walk. Yeah, alarm going off, gotta pay the bills. We all hate to go to work, it's how we make it feel. Everybody has a chance trying to make a meal. If you're gonna take the shot, you better aim to kill. There's more to live in if you are risen on hitting snooze. We flowing down the road that I was able to pick and choose. Go and get it or settle to be that bit of dude. That's why Drizzy sitting way up in the six with different views. Different paths, we all doing what we gotta do. That's how I rip it fast, others using auto tune. I'm just saying, do whatever it's taking to make it. If I get complacent, I would rather end up on a noose. What 
if you've been doing if you've been trying to make it big work a shitty job acting like you hit the win i'm taking over the major nation i'm fishing did hitting home runs why you looking like you 86 i ain't really buying anything they selling me a mediocre life really looks like hell to me do what it takes to blow even if you hit the road homie if you don't you just building someone else's dream wake up it's news man my eyes are tired i think i'll be in traffic till i'm retired gotta clock in hope i don't get fired this shit ain't even close to what i desire i don't think i'm gonna last another day i'm in a trap damn there's gotta be another way i'ma do my own thing cause i'm not in first fuck it i don't want a job i just want to work That you can never retain when you always bored The only kind you never question what you working for And never being threatened by the boss that throw you out the door I'll never have someone say where I need to go These rappers feed you lies, say you need the gleaming gold Stay in motion and keep it focused and see the goal Get a team to keep you on your feet when you need the most I was turned to years, that ain't no bother to me The doubt will turn to tears, why don't you gotta compete? Shot to using logic cause your mind is better free So when I quit my job, then my work ethic increased Wake up, it's news, man, my eyes are tired I think I'll be in traffic till I'm retired Gotta clock in, hope I don't get fired This shit ain't even close to what I desire I don't think I'm gonna last another day I'm in a trap, damn, there's gotta be another way I'ma do my own thing, cause I'm not in first Fuck it, I don't want a job, I just wanna work I don't want a job, I just wanna work coming in today what yeah well did you get your shift covered nah let me guess you've got some rap shit to do uh something like that yeah look if you don't come in today you won't have a place here anymore uh that's cool because i quit anyways what the fuck <laughs> wake up it's news man my eyes are tired i think i'll be in traffic till i'm retired gotta clock in hope i don't get fired this shit ain't even close to what i desire i don't think i'm gonna last another day i'm in a trap damn there's gotta be Fuck it, I don't want a job, I just want to work I don't want a job, I just want to work So how do you approach a track? Well, I mean, I'm not Drake, so I'm not at the highest level. I don't have songwriters and all this right. shit. You're still doing it by hand. But, right. Right, right. So, I mean. So let's say do- you want, do you, the, the uh, once you get the idea of what the song is, right? Like, how do you execute it? Is it? Do you need to hear the beat to write a track? Or can you write without the beat? How does I, it initially happen? I definitely, like, sometimes I'll come up with concepts for a song and just write them down. Like, oh, that would be cool. Like, what I'm feeling. I was like, oh, that's a good, you know, subject that I haven't hit on yet or something like that. But usually I'll have to have the beat first and then I write to the beat and usually I try to come up with the hook first so I can have like a subject matter. So it's not just like 
you know, free verse bars and into a hook that doesn't make sense with anything I just wrote. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's a collaborative effort between my team that I make music with, maybe not as involved as like a team like Drake's, but like I said, Alan, he produces the beats and then Garrett Raff, I record at his studio and he mixes and masters everything. And they're both what they want to do in music is be songwriters and producers. So they, they kind of understand how music works. So like with this EP unbound that we dropped, like everything on it is collaborative, but it's, it's more like when we're at the studio, you know, Alan will send me the beat. I'll show up with what I have and then we'll record it. And they might, they kind of keep me in check. Like they'll say, these were the two weakest bars of the whole song. Let's change these. So I'll write two new bars for that. Or like, this didn't go good. Or like, I'll come up with a singing hook and they're pop guys. Like I said, so they'll be like, okay, the hook is good, but sing it like this. They'll come up with a better melody on the keyboard for it. And then we can both keep Alan in check with the beats. Like he comes up with something. Me and Garrett will say, like, we'll kind of... co-produce it in a way like make the synth a little more buzzy on this drums need to be beefed up whatever and then same with the mixing me and alan will say to garrett like hey let's add this um this vocal's a little too muddy we should try this in the hook so we're it's the three of us sitting there like making the song as we go it's not just me yeah i'm kind of with this i like this idea you're you're think because what you what you're doing is you're thinking not let's make the song, but let's be as successful with the song as possible. Right. So you're like, okay, the, yeah, the song's going to get made, but if I have the ears and attention of, and help of other people that might not have my perception of the song or whatever, oh, no, this is better than that. Or remove this. You're working in a collaborated state right. with other people. And, you know, we all have a common goal, yeah. which is for me to blow up right. so we all get paid. Yeah. So, you know... There's no egos in the studio like if I come with something and they're like, you know, these are the two weakest bars. Usually I'm in agreement with them. I'm like, yeah. But even if I wasn't, I would still say like, okay, you know, well, let's try it both ways and see which one we like better. There's no like, right, oh, right. fuck that. You know, I wrote this. Like, this is the best. And same with them. Alan makes the beat. His first draft is never the final one. We're always making changes. And even for him himself, he can critique himself on different speakers in the studio or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I've never heard an artist at least admit yeah, that they yeah. utilize a team in hip hop. I think everyone want, does. Yeah. In hip hop, hip hop wants to pretend like there's a lot of like, they're really against someone helping you be something right. or the ghostwriting thing. There's a lot of fakeness in hip hop that I, I you know, it, it costs me to say because every, as much as everyone talks about being real, being real, being real, they have ghostwriters yeah. or they have this or the other, right? There's, there's a stigma with somebody helping you in hip hop to put a rhyme together that right. maybe is antiquated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an old thinking, right? Right. Especially and for the new era. You know, I think people mistake ghostwriter for like, Someone that, you know, when I say that they get the songwriting credits as well for Garrett and Allen, it's not like they're sitting there, like, helping me through the rhyme. Like, no, dude, you got to do it like this. You know, that's not how you rap. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like we just, like, hey, you know, these two bars were kind of weak. And then I will sit there, rewrite the two bars, 
Okay, let's do it like this. If your goal is to get your team paid, that's a great fucking idea because it's like, oh, so they help, so their name's got to go on this. So when we get paid, we all get paid. Kind right? Of yeah, we split it. We split it three ways. It. Yeah. So it's it it kind of it helps me out at first because I don't have any upfront costs. Like I go to the studio for free, I get all the beats for free. But then, um, you know, when the checks online come in from right, iTunes, right. Spotify, all that stuff, yeah. then it gets split three ways. Because we all worked on it. Nice. So, you know. It's a it's, team thing. Yeah. I like that. But, and, That's what's up. but we have to make three times as much money to make mm. what I would have been making by sure. myself. Yeah. But at the same time, would I have been making that much money by myself? Probably and with not. The, and with the beats being copped and the time being copped, that right there is a huge... Dude, I think that's one of the most... At least in the indie artists, that's the one thing we struggle with the most is like, yo, I don't have enough for studio time. Or, yep. oh, that beat, I want that beat, but it's a hundred bucks. Like, shit. Right. Like, right now, I'm, I'm tight on it. Yep. And you wait and blah, 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 blah. I like that. I like yeah. that that mentality. That and thought. really, like, dude, beats are so expensive, like, from real producers or, you know, there's this guy that Garrett works with, Freak Van Workham. He produced uh, Hood Go Crazy, Tech Nine, and right, Two Chains. Right, right, right. Um, and I know he charges, like, I think, you know, between fifteen hundred and twenty five hundred for exclusives to his beats is and like, that's and that's 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 a level area. You can go yeah. up to get Yeah, but he's like three times certified gold yeah. on three different tracks. Sure. But like this dude is an industry guy and that's what his craft is worth. But right, right, right. can I afford two grand for a beat for one fucking song? No. Cause you might waste a, a two grand on an album. Right. Putting it together and creating and that that might even be a lot. Yep. Nowadays, you right. know, and then you think like, what do you think a Timbaland charges? Oh fuck, you know I, mean? I have like, no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. You know, the guys like DJ Mustard have said in interviews like, oh, it's seventy five thousand for a beat, eighty thousand. It's like I don't get. I don't know if they just do a split or if these artists are or the label is paying for the beat. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like even if you were rich, who has eighty thousand to drop on one beat? There's, that doesn't make sense. They're super rich fucking people. Out I there, know, bro. but so there's there's like they're <laughs> also rappers. They'll spend a <laughs> yeah. hundred grand on a chain, on a chain, but they won't pay their fucking taxes. So what happens is the studio will, will well at least back in the day, the way it happened was they'll they'll sign you to a contract, and your first uh, your first album will have a budget. Okay. And they're like, okay, so we're going to give you a $100,000 budget for your album. Yep. In return, we expect 10 times or 20 times, whatever, back. And then that's where that's where the uh, advancement comes in. Yeah, yeah. So they'll advance you five, five Gs cash. Mm-hmm. Yo, they, that's just the way they call it. It's an advance. So they pay you five yeah. Gs, right? And then you have 95 now to use and 95 to spend on studio time, 95 to spend blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's who would pay for it. Back in the days, it'd be right. the label. Now that it's Indie World... Who knows? You know, who, who, I don't know where the money's coming yeah, from. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've seen, um, I think it was like Metro Boomin or something. He tweeted, might, it may have not been him, but some big Atlanta producer said something about like rappers are calling these albums mixtapes so they don't have to pay for beats or something Ooh, like that. Oh, shit. So I don't, you know, who, I'm sure some of these guys are friends and they're in the studio and it's, it's probably like, oh, you know, it's cool, bro. Whatever. You know, just cut me in or, but if I approached Metro Boomin, he would be like, who the fuck are you? I don't know you. It's 50K. Yeah, no so, doubt. So, you know, I don't know. Everyone's different. So when would you say was the 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 first time you actually picked up a mic? Um, I started when I was 19. Right. Um, 
so that's you know i was just like writing over like mainstream instrumentals it goes back to like doing it by myself like i could just do it in my bedroom you know whatever and then so i had a i had a laptop with GarageBand on it and i was trying to record like with the actual mic that's in the computer but it sounded like shit. Oh, the little square? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So um, I was like, okay, no more until you get stuff. A so, decent microphone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then um, I ended up, I sold one of my bikes for like, I don't know, a little over two grand, I think. Because I remember it was two grand for all the stuff that I wanted. I did some research and like I had to get um, the monitors. Um you know, the mic, the interface, cables, all that shit. It was like two grand for everything. So sold the bike, bought all that gear. And then that's when I started like actually recording and stuff. But, you know, looking back, I wish, I don't know. It's hard to say because I wasn't like my skill wasn't honed enough to like put it out on the internet like I did. But because now like I don't try to mix and master my own shit. I have like a preset at my home, uh, my home studio so I can record on yeah, it. Yeah, so it's like, this is good enough. Right. I'm it's good gonna, enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, for the real stuff that we put out, like I'll go to the studio and I like Garrett do it because I realize like he can do a lot better than I can. He's the engineer. Like that's another job. And like, you know, it goes back to developing a team. Like there's so many different jobs. Like these guys that are sitting here, you know, JP shoots the videos and I let him video editing, photos, editing. That's his job. That's what he does. Neil's the DJ. So when we're on stage, like he does all that. And then Alan and Garrett, when we're actually making the music and then my management does all of the, the business stuff and back end stuff. So do you remember your first show? Yeah. Yeah. It was on uh, December 26th of 2014. To the date. Yep. Nice. I just remember because it was the day after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I was at this little <laughs> place called Studio on 4th in Reno. Right. And uh, it was just a small show. The room is like a hundred cap, pretty tiny. I think there was like fifty people there. A hundred, that fifty people is pretty good for yeah, an no, independent hip hop show. Yep, you know. Yeah, and it was just like me. Who who else was on that show? Casey Reynolds and uh, Mongo Party. It was they're just like three local local guys, and we're just we just did the show, and that was my first first time. So, how did you feel about that time? I was nervous as hell. Like I was. I was almost dreading it because like yeah. I'm, I'm fairly shy, I guess, like introverted, but like, I don't know what it was now. Like I'm not nearly as nervous. Right, and right, we kind of right. know more what we're doing. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I remember my first show. Uh-huh. I remember it being, I had uh, my wife, my, my current wife. She, we were dating at the time. And, okay. And you know, when, you, uh, when you're about to perform, you do something very stupid, uh-huh. you invite everyone that you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. it's, it's like It's not like you go down to Venice or whatever and pass out flyers. It's like, yo, cousin, mom, grandma, sister, brother, you know, like co-worker, I'm going to perform tonight. <laughs> and so everyone, oh, it's so nice. So they buy your tickets, right? The yeah. first time ever. And half of them don't show up or right. whatever it is. But then you don't realize, like, oh, shit, everyone that knows me is here. Like, yeah. there is so much pressure. It's way more awkward in front of small crowds, <laughs> even if you don't know them. But <laughs> right. even when you do know people in the crowd. When in your the boss crowds, is like, in the fuck. crowd, like, yeah. yeah. There's not- <laughs> people, like, you know in the front row. You're like, god damn it. Like, I wish you were someone else. And not only <laughs> is, is there the possibility of you fucking up. Right. But the possibility of, like, your boss hearing your raps. 
Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'll yeah. be smoking weed every day on the. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> I guess. getting a drug test. <laughs> yep. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow you go in with your suit and tie. There's just like a green slip yep. <laughs> on your on your seat. It's like, yo, the little peacock, like, fill this up. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. your mom. Yep. Oh, your mom. You're like, yo, I'll be fucking chicks. And every day your mom's just sitting there like, hey. <laughs> My mom hasn't been to a show yet because yeah. I won't let her. <laughs> not till yeah. it's, it's just not raunchy. Till I'm like proud of okay. when I can headline a show that's like three to 500 people. That's pretty good. Then I'll be like, all right, you can come. Oh, and you want a headline? Yeah. Oh, you want her to see you like- Well, we've we've played like some big stuff before. Like we opened for Flo Rida in an arena in Reno and there was like two or 3,000 people there. Holy shit, dude. But- Yeah. But that's not my show, you know. How did it? How did that go? It was awesome. That was probably our best show so far. The crowd was feeling you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we nice. got it. We got them going, and it was sick being on like a big ass stage where I could oh, like yeah. actually run around and be crazy, and the sound was Holy good. Shit. Like the sound guys were on their shit. Like we had good equipment up there, so it was sick. Two to three, dude. You're performing in like a football stadium or something, right? No, it was in uh, the Reno Event Center, but the room is so massive. Yeah, that. Like oh, yeah, the two, stage doesn't take that much space compared to the people, right? Like, yeah, 2,000 yeah. people, the room is so wide, it felt like there wasn't that many people there. But I talked to the promoter after, he's like, yeah, you know, we sold however many tickets. And I was like, damn. And uh, and then I saw g there a few months later, and he sold it out, and it was 7,200 people. So it looked like a fucking festival. Shit, yeah, it was dude. crazy. So. I mean, that's my ultimate goal is to be what he's doing right now. That's what I want to do. G-Eazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, so I mean, So, your mom's was, never cool. attended a show. No, Neil's mom has. Trash Wizard's mom. She was at our Reno show last yeah. week, so. Did Trash Wizard make his mom proud? I think so. She okay. said she liked it. Yeah, Miss um, Trash Wizard. Yeah, she held okay. down the merch booth while we were up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what's up. Uh, okay, what about Pops? What does he say about it? Pops, I, you know, he's like, I'm sure my mom, like, shows him my videos and stuff but he doesn't really say much He's and just parents like, are okay. still married yeah yeah okay yeah and they uh you know i show up with like you saw the van yeah but you know when yeah what does like, it oh, say on the cool. side it says bad touch supplies yeah, my clothing company that i just started okay so um yeah but you know he sees that stuff yeah. and he's he doesn't really he's like he's not pissed about it but he's not like oh man you know Awesome! I keep doing this. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, cool. Well, you seem right to be, be you seem to be moderately successful at this. So, yeah, half, he's, yeah, you're fine. He'll, kind he'll, of thing. I'm sure <laughs> if I can show up with a, a new Jeep for him, then oh. he'll be like, all right, good job. You're, you're doing <laughs> you're doing something. Yeah. What's he want? The Wrangler? I, you know, he has a '78 CJ7 uh-huh. right now, yeah. and he it's like the biggest piece of shit, but he loves it. <laughs> and I think if I showed up with a new one, Ooh. he would still drive the '78. Oh, for sure, so that's I his would, baby. Bro. Yeah, that's I would have baby. to like, like get him a rental car for a week and take it to like a custom oh. auto place and just fully deck it out. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd be pumped. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Mom, mom wants a new car. Dad, what does she want? Um, she really likes the Lexus RX three hundred and fifty. Those are nice. She drives a uh, 03 Toyota Tundra with two hundred eighty thousand miles on it. Right okay, now. so right. <laughs> that's my that's my goal is just to. So they, they see that you're successful at it and you're happy yeah. doing it. So they do what parents do. They're like, all right, let them be him. Yep. What about the sisters and brothers? Only child. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all three shit. of us are only children, so, actually. Okay, so now I'm thinking like, but now they're looking at you though. They're like, they're like, pressure's on. They're expecting they're like, something. Yeah, huh? you fucking quit college for this, so you better like <laughs> figure it out, dude. <laughs> Little motherfucker, you better <laughs> do it. What were you going to college for? Uh, finance. Oh, okay. Which is weird because I like 
I hated college. Really? You didn't Miserable, have a college experience? But I'm into finance. I'm really into it. Like, I read finance books still what all the time. What does that mean? What do you mean? Yeah, like, what, does that, what does that mean? I'm into finance. <laughs> like, I'm, well, I do audiobooks now because I figured out I can drive around and, like, work out while I'm reading a book. So, so you're like, you're like, uh, clenching or, or, yeah, like okay. mutual funds. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. The, wow. the one I'm listening to right now is on mutual funds, but I do, I, I'll read a lot of stuff on like real I estate. I like audio books too. Yeah. Okay. But you're into like the financial side. And yeah. You play like, uh, um, you play the, uh, you invest in stuff. Um, uh, I'm working on it. That's why I'm reading because yeah. I don't want to fuck up and like lose everything yeah. and then be like, oh shit. Well, I should have done this. Well, you start with like a 20. Yeah, you know what I mean. And right. You slowly, just but we're it. from Nevada, so you, the twenty don't go very far at the casino. <laughs> sure, so. dude. I don't know, man. I, when I see the five on the blackjack table, bro, I do over twenty. I walk away with a hundred fifty or something. Whatever. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm a, I'm a happy man. Yeah, that's great. That never happens. It rarely happens where yeah. I make money because you know, even if you're up, you're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna keep playing." Yeah, and bet then, big, <laughs> boom, nothing. I bet big, so I'm like, "Fuck it," all the yeah. time. And my wife's like, fifty dollars. Like you had it. <laughs> One time I lost three hundred and some bucks, but I started with twenty, so I didn't consider it a loss. You only lost twenty, right? Yeah, but no, because the wife found out mm. how much I, ha- I was up. And by the time she comes back to the hotel, to the casino, she's like, where's the money? I'm like, oh, I spent it all. Yeah. Like, you had $300. <laughs> I could have paid for a hotel. I'm like, yeah, but I only yeah. put 20 in. So you can't really get mad. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. The house always wins. You got it. It's it, one way or the other. Yep. Right. Okay. So moms is happy. Dads is happy. Yeah. You're a single child. Yep. Okay. Do we have a wife, girlfriend, anything like that? Girlfriend. Okay. Yep. No wife, but girlfriend. What'd she say? Uh, she's pumped. She, 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 she doesn't tour with you. She, no, right? she's not here. She wishes she could be. I kind of wish she was here too. Uh huh. Um, because we spend a lot of time together, yeah. but you know, she does her own thing. She's in uh paramedic school. Oh. So, um, and then she's also really into fitness. So she's starting her own. She actually just posted her first video today. Um, her own like fitness channel on YouTube. Dude, plug so, that. What, where is that? Um, it's called Flashpoint Fit. Uh-huh. So, at Flashpoint Fit. Right. Um, but yeah, she's, so she's going, she wants to be a firefighter, ultimately. No way. So yeah, she's, uh, it's really hard to get a fire job if you're not a paramedic. So, yeah. she's almost done with paramedic school, which is like, insanely hard. My best friend is also a paramedic. Um, yeah, see, you gotta, she wants to be a, a fireman, you said, right? Yep. There has to be like a, like a, like a line you can make out of like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rapper. My girl is a fireman. There's got to be like fire a bars. Full of my yeah. bars of fire. You yeah. gotta, you gotta Something make that like happen that. somehow. Yeah. Okay. Gotta wait till she's fully a firefighter <laughs> though. Yeah. yeah. But you know, so she's spit um, fire. My girl's a fireman. You gotta break it down. She, she asked me stuff about social media so I can help her with that, which I like doing. And then she supports me with what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, it works out. So she she's understanding because she's busy, right? Yeah, she's not she's not on you all the she time. She doesn't like work at the mall and like has nothing oh, going on and like, hey, what are you doing? She like if I'm if I'm not, um, you know, available at in in the nighttime when we usually hang out, she mm-hmm. knows it's because I'm at the studio, right? And then, um, you know, it's not like a constant like, what are you doing? Like, let's hang out, let's hang out. We just know like, okay. With her, with her clinicals right now, she works from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the ambulance. Yeah. So on those nights, like, I know, okay, like, we're not going to spend the night together because she has to get up at 4 a.m. Like, right, she's right. going to be doing her own thing. She's going to yeah. be passed out early. Yeah. 
Like that's good. It's what I tell you know? people, man. Like sitting, sitting, a, like you could be your own worst enemy so easily in life in general. Yep. Right. I joined the military when I was maybe like twenty. Right. Okay. And I spent some time there. But there, you like you, you, uh, do you have a purpose every morning? Right. Like there's a set, uh, directive. Like you know, uh-huh. okay, I want to. Today you got to stack these sandbags, 150. So when you're done, you know you're done with your day, and you can go back to. Yeah. You're into yourself. But as a civilian, as like a, just like a regular human being, you literally have the option to not do anything all day. Right. If you don't want to. Yeah. Like, you don't have to work. You can be a bum. Yep. You know a lot what I'm saying? Of people like don't have that in them. So you need that drive. And yep. if you don't have that drive, sitting alone in your house doing nothing mm-hmm. is going to drive you fucking crazy. Yep. And then if you choose to get in a relationship with someone, you're at home sitting on day waiting for them to get off, right? Yep. But you are busy. So you're fine with your life, but they're like, right. oh, where are they? How are you doing? You know, yeah. just all they You really about. do need like two driven, busy people to make it work. You know, you can't you, have you one really that's do. like yeah. doing nothing or even if they, you know, even if they do work and have a job, but like there's no further goal for them to work on, like after work hours, then it's still like, you know, I don't get it. Like some people just don't get it. They, they're in the nine to five deal and, it's like, well, I, I, it, I got off work and I'm done. Like, like, what are you doing? It's like, my well, day is done. Like, me progressing is done for the day. Yep. It's like, bro, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, right. dog. Like, you're you're done just doing so anything. So you're gonna watch Netflix for the next six hours. Yes. Go to bed. That's exactly what they do. Cheese puffs in your hand, bro. I've seen it. I seen it get done. I see it get done every day. When I when I get home. First of all, I'm working on this while mm-hmm. I'm at work. Yep. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, who am I booking next? How do I get a hold of someone? Blah, blah, blah. And then if I'm, and then I do all that, right? And then I go home and I actually do like the editing and the putting it together and the research. Yep. And then I got to create the flyer. Like when I get off work, I'm, I'm not done working for the day. My job, I'm done with my job. Yep. Right. But now I got this going on. And instead of being home watching Netflix, I'm in, Sherman Oaks driving to Newport right. to come do something exactly. that I'm going to go edit later on tonight. So my day's not done when I get home yet. Right. But most people don't have that. Like they get home, put their feet up, they're done for the day. It's like, oh, finally. They just look like all they look forward to all day is five o'clock. Dude. And then I think that's that's really sad. It is like, sad. It is sad. Like if you can't spend every day like doing what you want to do, like there's something fucked up there. You rethink what you what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Most people cut out like zombie through life and they're like, oh, well, I work at Target now. I guess that's what I do yeah. for the rest of my life. It's like, it's really? Like, okay. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> you don't want more right. for your future? Yeah. You don't want, you don't have an ambition to like, like own a house? There's or- seriously people who like, I hate the narrative with like rich people in the media. Like those people are so fucking evil and they're bad and yeah. this and that. Like I've talked to this guy who's a very successful business owner that I know back home and he's like, yeah, dude, this guy that works for me, like he's pissed if he sees a nice car and i'm like what like being down here in newport like staying in this fucking mansion and like you know we can hear supercars rip up the hill right here we're driving around and you see lambos ferraris bentley's all this stuff like that makes me want it way more i wouldn't be like fuck this place fuck all these rich people i hate this nice view like i wish i lived in an apartment where i can get away from all these people like i don't get you know, I don't get people like that. Uh, it's it's exactly what I tell people. It's like, uh, well, like that's a great example because like driving up here, I'm like, yo, dude, these houses are beautiful. Yeah. And in my head, I'm not like, fuck these guys. I'm like, I want this. Yeah. Like that house, I want that house. Like one day, I want to, you know. Yeah. So, it, it, I think it's a good way of kind of like readjusting or 
understanding where you are in life. Yep. Think about it. Like go to go to Corona Del Mar. Go to like the richest areas in your neighborhood. And if you look at a house and you're pissed that you don't have that or you think that they don't deserve it, refocus your life a little bit because you're you're thinking about it the wrong way. Right. Don't yeah. don't get mad that there's a problem. Think about how you can solve it. Yep. Right. And the problem exactly. is you're fucking broke, bro. So <laughs> how can I solve this and, issue? I here? mean, not not everyone wants the five million dollar house. Right. And, you know, but you shouldn't be pissed at other people for wanting it. Right. So For working hard and achieving it because someone, right. it doesn't matter. I mean, even if you're royalty, someone somewhere had to save yeah. the first amount for it to be, to, exactly. for it to have happened. And then, you know, you hear stories about that. You're like, how the hell did this guy get so much money? Oh, he has a trust fund. And then for me, that's like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, on to the next person. How did this person do it? <laughs> sure. It's not like, yeah. oh, man, I wish I had a trust fund. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that guy's man, so lucky. You're wasting your energy right away on something negative. Like, yeah. oh, fuck this person. It's like, come on, bro. Like, But, but that's a great example. That's a, that's a good way to look at it because hip-hop doesn't do that. Hip-hop's it's still very, haters. very angry of like, oh, how does he have 10 million followers? How does he get yeah, all these views? Exactly. Like, fuck that guy. Same with back to the mumble rappers. Yeah. Like, how, do, how does he have so many, like, this guy fucking sucks? Like, well, obviously those 400,000 people don't think he sucks or maybe right. 300,000 of them do yeah. and only 100,000 like them but they still fucking follow him and yep. companies see that shit yep. and they say hey dude we will give you 5k to post this on your Instagram oh, because yeah. you have 400,000 yeah. they don't give a fuck if they they hate him they're that, gonna see it once, advertisement in hip hop once you reach a certain level you gotta stop thinking like that start thinking like a business because yep. my goal is for one day to have so many viewers or listeners so like so that uh it's a great example is my hero, Adam Carolla. I don't yep. know if you know who Adam Carolla uh-huh. is. Number one hip hop podcast. I mean, number one podcast on the planet. Yeah. So he gets downloaded more than anything else on the internet, right? He'll, his first commercial is like, is like, uh, it's like an insurance company commercial, right? Dude, how much was that check? Yeah. Where they're like the, the insurance companies are like, yo, go advertise on this dude's yeah. thing. And how much, you know, like, 20 grand 30 grand like, what is that that's that's amazing has to be right? substantial if he's number one you know right he's not gonna take anything less because he's probably got offers like crazy so yeah why? but he worked to get there mm-hmm. and yes now he's rich and he's a millionaire but he works very hard every day he he wanted more out of his life than just what was given to him yep. and, you know what was given was a fucking apartment and in a shitty car yeah now do something with this and yep. he did and i think hip-hop forgets that because we we think of it as fun we think as we were performing, it's like that's something fun to do. It's not really like a step to advance. It's not really right. like a job interview to gain more fans. It's just like, oh, it's fun. It's a fun thing to do. There's artists like Tech Nine and stuff that say, okay, yeah, it is fun, but it's also a business. Yeah, right. Go to go to strangemusic.com, which I did today. The the page it lands on is their merch page. Yep. It doesn't say a ne- it's a merch page, and it's like, what artists do you want to see merch from? And then it just has merch. Yep. They're thinking. They're, they're how do we get out of these issues? How are we stop being broke? Yeah, and Travis behind Strange is like crazy businessman. Like, yeah, my manager worked for Strange for like ten years, so he's told me a yeah. bunch of stuff about that whole operation. But Josh is a great like, guy. Yeah. I work with Josh. Yeah, he's he's very cool. He's guy. awesome. Yeah, but like, dude, the way they do stuff there, like cutting the head off the snake, like Travis is like. Okay, well, let's, uh, you know, we're spending all this money at the studio for these guys to record. Let's, bu- let's build our own studio. And he said in an interview, like, I invested $4 million in opening, like, the sickest studio you can get. But our biggest customer is Strange Music at the studio. And when they're not in there, it's booked. 
100% of the time because these guys from Kansas City want to record where Tech records. And same thing with the merch. Like, it's all in-house now. After a while, he's like, why the fuck are we paying someone else's bills yeah. to get this shit screen Buy printed. your own oven. Buy, buy yep. your own printing presses. Buy your own, even I'm sure, like cl- like cloth makers or whatever, and, and they just do it all in-house. Yeah. yeah. So, Smart. I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of where I want to take things eventually. Like, I can't right now. I can't just, like, you know, fund a $30,000 print shop and have employees to do it for me because my sales don't match that. But eventually, like, yeah, I want to cut my costs and have my own like operation with you know, bad touch and all that stuff. You have a vision of the levels. Yep. Which I think is very smart. It's going to help you out a lot. Thank you can you. see the levels, right? Yep. You're not, even if you are on the bottom level, you see there's the third level up there. How do I get up there? Right. Right. Instead of just, oh, well, I live on the first level. So, you know, yeah. it's life. It's now. like, oh, cool. Like I'm on Facebook and I have And then a bunch taking of pride living in the first level. Yeah. Like that's what frustrates me the more. Like these people are fucking proud that you're broke. Like, yo, I'm broke, bro. I can't make it to the interview. Oh, yo, I'm broke. I can't rock tonight. Oh, I don't have a car. I don't, it's like, it's crazy. Dude. At least lie to me, dog. At least yeah. be like, yo, man, my mom's fucking got sick or something. Yeah. Don't just announce it like, hey, fuck it. I'm a bum rapper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know. People are just like, it's, I'm real. it's like, why are you broke? Like, dude, just like get a better job. Like, I hate the fucking <laughs> minimum wage deal too. It's yeah. like, like I, I still work two days a week mm-hmm. only because but, that's all I have to now. But, but, you know, I do valet at one of the casinos in Reno yeah. and it, the job is like so flexible yeah. and I can work two days a week and make 1200 bucks a month to cover all my bills. Right. So all the money I make from music I, goes right back into music. Yep. Yep. But it's like, okay, so valet, the only requirement is to not have anything on your driving record. Mm-hmm. But even if you do, there's so many like restaurant jobs where you get tipped and you can make so much more than $9 an hour. It's like, go get that job and you'll make twice as much money mm-hmm. and then you can quit complaining about, oh man, I, my car's And then utilize that money for to, to In this world, if you don't want a nine to five, you have to work 24, seven hours a day. Yep. Right. And that's what you want. You don't, you don't, you don't, humans weren't built for that kind of shit bro we're built to like grow and build and we fucking created bridges and shit yeah. you think we were we're supposed to die at walmart like i know expand your but, mind you know it goes back to like thinking like a business because people don't they think that oh i'm gonna be a rapper and i can just do this for free and i can you know record and all this shit like yeah i do now but when i first started like you know i've spent about $30,000 to get where I'm at right now over the past six years. And just the first six months of this year, I spent 10 and I'm probably on track for that again. But you know, that's what it takes. And it's, it's because that I don't care like, Oh fuck, you know, I can't afford that beat. I don't want to spend the hundred bucks. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if you have it, then do it. Yeah. Like spend the money because that's just an investment on yourself. Mm-hmm. But then you, like you owe it to yourself not to quit then. Like if I quit right now, that was pretty much 30 K that was just flushed down the drain. And yeah, I could own a house right now. If Investing I didn't do this is betting on yourself, right? So right. bet 30 bucks that you'll make it. Yep. Bet a hundred dollars that you'll make it. Yep. You know what I mean? Bet this money to you. And then yes, when you're in the bathroom washing your face, you're staring back at you like, motherfucker, you just spent $400 on that microphone. Get in there and start rapping. Like, yep. you know, you, you're liable to yourself. Exactly. And, and people don't, Think about it though, like you know what I mean. It's so easily not to do that. There's like there's so many things that you need that 
people just don't get. Like for these guys, you know, we I talked to JP about improving the videos. Like he's the film guy. I'm like, okay, let's look at this video. Like I'll see, say, like a Hobson video that uh, On Point Films does, and I'll be like, okay, like how do you do this? JP's like, he has a red. I'm like, okay, well, we can't afford a red right now. Let's look into some other filmers. Like, look at this video. He did it with the same camera you have. He's like, okay, it's the lens. Like, that's how he gets that look that you want. I'm like, okay, so we'll do research. Here's the lens. All right, let's buy it. And that has to go back. You know, it goes back into, yeah, I'm buying him a lens. But at the same time, like, I could could pay on point, like, 3,500 bucks is what he charges, I think, for a video. But you only get the one video. And yeah, it's badass. It's with a red. The dude's amazing. But I could spend 800 bucks here on, on JP. We'll do the video. Okay, how can we improve? Okay, now I want to get a gimbal because it'll be better. Okay, spend 1000 bucks on the gimbal. But these are investments for me that keep returning. Like the ROI is infinite because he's going to be here to Finance film me talk. all the time. Did you catch that? Finance talk? Yeah. ROI. Yeah, I had to tell that one to him earlier, I think, right? Yeah. So, but for those that don't know, so what is an ROI? (laughs) Return on investment. See, there you go. Okay. So, with with him, like, I he's going to be around to keep shooting videos. Like, he's here with me on tour. And so he can get photos and videos and we'll do a vlog and all this stuff. And like when I, he lives with me. So when I need to do a music video, he's right down the hall and be like, Hey, let's do this for the new video. He's right music there. Video. Yeah, I like exactly. That. That's what's so, so yeah. I think, I think that, you know, can they do a better job than him right now? Yeah. But if you look at even what, eight months ago is when way up came out or so like our video that we just dropped is so much better than way up in eight months. And that's because he gets better every time. His gear improves every time. You know, I learn about it because, you know, I don't just like leave it up to him. Like we, uh, we all have a say it's, you know, like I said, it's collaborative. Like I'll, I'll look at a video and be like, dude, look at these colors. They look sick. Like, how did he do this? So we'll, we'll kind of research it together. Like, Oh, I need to get this, you know, and, or I need to learn how to do this. This is how they did it. So then we can make our videos better. And also by you allowing him to grow alongside with you, I'm sure he feels very much so like, hey, the videos are also mine. Like it has right. my They're name. Totally. Of the 100% his So videos. I want my videos to look good, right? Yep. So I want the best, uh, the best, uh, subject that I can have for a video, yep. which is you, right. right? Okay. Now, so now it's both, oh, but it's also my, you know, so it's, you both take responsibility for it. You want it to look that much better yep. instead of you paying a stranger. He doesn't really give a fuck. He, he doesn't, doesn't care. know me. Yeah. He knows you have the money. Okay, fine. Cool. But he doesn't yeah. know that, you know, this, this, this move will look a lot better on you because of blank or whatever. Yeah, right. Or this color is what you wanted or this is going to look good. You're going to like it. Yep. You know, it's just his vision. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I want, you know, I want, I've said this before, but you know, I want him to succeed. Whereas like the other guy, it's like, yeah, he's already there. Like he's doing it. But I want JP to become like that where he says, yeah, it's fucking two grand for a video. That's my bottom line. Like, yes, I want to pay him to be with me and every video oh, yeah. and on tour well, and sure. this and that yeah, yeah. and like take care of him. But I also want him, you know, if we're, if I don't have to be on tour for the next four months and he's not really doing anything except filming behind the scenes stuff, I want him to be able to you know, fly down here to LA or wherever. Cause someone wants to shoot a video with him 
and that's like his own business and you know and that's the way it'll work it'll be like yo who shot this video find right. out i like this filter hit him up see if they can do it for us so like by buying this stuff for him now if that doesn't happen for three years like he already has it like i'm buying the gear for oh, him it's a real what, it, it's not a real word but it's like a real it's like a what is it um re, no, it's not recircular it's like a circle it's just the investment returns back to you right you know yeah. it helps what's both the of word us out. what's the financial word for that Ah, uh, fuck, dude. I don't know. I didn't finish. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Um, but reciprocal. Yeah. Reciprocal. Reciprocal investment. Uh, investment. Reciprocal investment. Let's call it something this. like that. All right. Just, I just <laughs> keep that that term. So out. yeah, I mean, he can, like, I spend the money, I get the investment, but so does he because yeah. he's my friend and I want him to succeed. That's dope. So it's not like I just pay some other filmer. And then same thing with the trash wizard. You know, like he wasn't a DJ. <laughs> sure. Like. He just, you bought the tables and he, yeah, you, yeah, really? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Right. His first one was 250 bucks. Cause yeah. we we're talking about, I was like, you know, the show was coming up our first one. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to need a DJ. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll do it. And, <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, okay. So I went to guitar center. I bought him the $250 pioneer one. Yeah. I said, here you go. Birthday, you. Oh yeah. It's uh, my birthday. Hold I bought on, him the controller. Again? So, you know, <laughs> And now he kind of, he outgrew that controller. So yeah. now he's got, we got him the Pioneer DGJ SX2. Yeah. And uh, in the case and all that. So now, you know, he's with that. But it's the same t- kind of thing. Like, and we've talked about it before. Like, I want these guys to be their own entities, whether it's YouTube or actually shooting videos or actually DJing other events. Like, when we're big together, I want the Trash Wizard to be able to be booked by himself when we're not on tour like to do parties or events or whatever. So it's the same type of thing. Like these guys are my friends and I want them to succeed. So if I buy the gear or whatever they need, then I, it helps me out for sure, but it also helps them out. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about your, the people you admire, the people you look up to in hip hop. Okay. I need your top five musical influences. It doesn't have to be hip hop. Yeah. All be hip hop. I don't know. It's, it's so hard to, like name influences like i think eminem is the goat and i know there's a lot of talk about who the goat is between like Pac and biggie Mm -hmm. but i think they're so like the three of them are just crazy right in different aspects but i listen to eminem and i'm just like dude crazy he may not have like Like, the cultural influence and he definitely had the, the struggle coming up and stuff but like compared to Pac, I know that's like his deal was like the culture, but Eminem's wordplay and like actually rapping is just crazy. So I would say he's probably number one. Um, I don't know if he's my number one influence though, but I think he's the best. But as far as influences go, I don't know. It's like Logic was definitely a big influence because Logic and Mac Miller. Mac Miller's why I started rapping because I saw one of his videos and I was like, this kid looks like he's having fun. And I am not. So I'm going to try what he's doing. And uh, But Logic is crazy. Um, so Eminem, Logic, Mac Miller. Yep. I need two more. Um, fuck, dude. It's, it's really hard to say because back then you could tell, like, I was really trying to rap like Logic. But now, that and Logic, I'll give him the credit of teaching me how to rap. Because I that's when I figured out, like... I can listen to him and I can kind of copy his flow and like, okay, he rhymed a word here 
and here and in the next bar they were rhymed here and here the same two sounds or whatever so for him that's I kind of learned like that but now like I'm so much more open-minded like you know I'll listen like I don't even really listen to country but I'll listen to a country song with um, if I'm like driving with my girlfriend or something and I'll be like send me this because I, I like the hook on it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. I I do that too with like some like old pop songs or something like that. I'm like, yo, this is dope. Did you like? I'll turn my way. Did you hear what he just said right now? Yeah. Like, dude, I tell people that that they're like, oh no, hip hop was born like early 70s right and i'm like dude bob dylan was spitting bars like <laughs> and, and and people don't people don't don't really don't really perceive it that way right but dude i there's a song that I'll, and i'll look it up there's a bob dylan song he's rapping he's not like singing he's like duh, 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 duh. he like he's like yeah he's yeah, just yeah. barring out and i'm like see that's the roots right there that's the, the that's the essence but you wouldn't expect that from bob dylan right right but it's but still an influence it's very he much okay. guaranteed you he influenced some of the pioneers oh i mean people know? talk about him like rick james mm-hmm. was real hip-hop before hip-hop was hip-hop yep like that kind of stuff and then it's then you get to your technical hip-hop stuff. right okay i like that but, i like those you know, five. i, I those think good. it's it's kind of like you can draw it from anywhere. Like yeah. it doesn't have to just be hip hop or like I gotta make a song just like this. Yeah. You know, you can listen to a pop song or right. whatever. You know, we listen to like fucking Disturbed. They're like oh, two thousand album yeah. a lot. And Dude, like, it was like Slipknot. Yeah. Tone, Deftones. Like and I love that. Even shit. like Linkin Park because they're yeah. actually rapping. Yeah. They're but exactly you can definitely take stuff and be like, damn, right. maybe we should go a little more rock on one of these songs. Like let's beef up the guitar, or do something. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up that Bob Dylan song. Okay, hold on. You know, I'm gonna find it to you. So I like your top five. Those are good. Okay. I like it. But what I really need is your bottom five. Like your bottom five, which is like dirt. You don't fuck with. You just think they're horrible. Like your bottom five. Fuck, that's tough. Because, dude, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying this just because. Like, I will listen to anything at least once, but. I don't know. It's hard to say, like, who's horrible. because, And it's only because I know what goes into it. Okay, check it out. Can you guys hear this? Can you hear? Kind of like Drake, like the singing, rapping. Uh, atmosphere. You could yeah. debate that he sings a shit, right? Yeah. Dude. Got bars. He, he wrote down a 16. <laughs> yeah. You could... And people probably heard that and were like, what the hell? Like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> but he hashtag Bob Dylan bars. Yeah, I like that. Start it up. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Bottom five. I, I don't know if I can say anyone. Just cause you don't have a bottom five. You would say, or you haven't thought about it that as much. I don't. I really don't because I think I just appreciate what everyone's doing. Like of all time, you know, there's people that you know they have such huge hits, 
like say like Soldier Boy, for instance. Like his new music I can say is not good. But we were listening to Donk the other day from like oh eight. And dude, it's fucking sick. <laughs> like, right, I'm like right, right. it was totally a culture thing, like the dancing and all that, and like he had it and like he's still like he's got other business ventures going on, but he still sits there and like he puts out like seventy mixtapes a year. So he maybe he's not trying anymore or something and like they're busting out four songs a day. But he's still sitting there and he's fucking grinding it out and he's got other business ventures going on, which a lot of people don't get. So I still like him. Okay. I respect that. On the way to take it to a new degree While stepping on their necks like where a barracuda breathe Living visions of my desire that you can see I'm headed to getting ready to gleam And living a feeling a lucid dream Moving up to reach the front is where I'm gladly headed Cause every day is still the same, I wake and have to get it I'm riding around my side of town Trying to second vet it, rappers that can fit it Cause they know that I don't rap for pennies Or maybe all the views I get when I've been posted Or maybe cause I got some fans across the ocean Did the dip for a little bit, now it's more devotion Back and I'm staying on track, steady making locomotion I hit a crossroads, man it changed they committed, and now it got me feeling way up like I play with Pippin. I'm steady crawling, but never stalling. I gotta go, did it all alone. Said by the school, now I'm on the road. Whoa, everybody wanna do what I do, but no one gonna do it. This is my move. Lighting up the city like the five oh, stay with high hopes till I know that I blow. Whoa, if you're mad, sorry about your ego. Whoa. Stay straight through the hate, how the game blow. Every day we're just dealing with the same old. Let's go. Everybody wanna do what I do, but no one gonna do it. This is my move. 
We got one more segment left. Okay. It's the signature of the show. Okay. It's something I like to call 12 rounds. Ooh. So the way it works is I'm going to ask you 12 questions, each more difficult than the last. If you answer all 12 questions honestly, you're the champion and you walk <laughs> away with a belt. Okay. okay. If uh. you cannot answer the question or you will not answer the question, you will be knocked out. Think about it like a boxing match. Okay. There's 12 rounds. Okay. Be knocked out. I'm the champion and I get your hat. Oh, good thing I'm wearing this fucked up one. <laughs> it's got a fog machine. And I get 20 bucks. No, Ooh. I get that hat. <laughs> Are you willing to play 12 rounds? All right, let's play. Okay. I have to get the hat away. Round number one. Got more home. <laughs> Here, take it now. I don't... <laughs> All right, you win, dude. <laughs> uh, round number one, what is your favorite part about your craft? My favorite part about the craft? Um, I would say performing is like that's what you mean right like between writing mixing yeah, the craft yeah. Of, of i think writing is the worst part um because it's just so like for sure. labor intensive like, yeah, and you're yeah. just sitting there and you know have to grind it out for yeah. me but i think performing is the most fun part yeah i get a yeah. different answer and i'll get the exact opposite of what you said wow writing Dude, I love to write, sit down, but perform is my least favorite. Look, dude, I've heard that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or, or getting in the studio is my favorite part. Yeah, you know I do I mean? like that. That's, yeah. that's a close second, too, because sure. I like hanging out with those guys. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fun to go and record, and we always laugh and have a good time. But it's just interesting to off, see so. your perspective. I like that. Yeah. Round number one, what is your favorite part? Round number two, what is your least favorite part? I would have to say writing or social media. Keeping up on uh, the social media is yeah, hard, too. It's a must, though, right? So, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, round number two, what is your least favorite? Number three, <clears throat> if you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? What did you say? Jane Fonda. I don't know. Jane Fonda. Um, Dude. Fuck, I don't know. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would have to say, I'm trying to think in the business sense on which would be the biggest song. But um, from that aside, probably Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, just because he would just make me look like an idiot. Right. But yeah. but at least you got to be on a song. But, yeah, fuck it. I did it. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. Okay. Round number four. What are you most proud of? I am most proud. Fuck. I'm not a very proud person. I don't like celebrate wins. Right. I'm just like looking towards the next Right, right. So I don't, it's hard to say. I mean, when you kind of look at what we've done so yeah, far, it's, it's like, it's makes me proud, but this is like 1% of what I want. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, it doesn't. Right. But I mean, um, I've had a mullet for a year, so that's like, yeah. it's hard. I, I didn't know if it was long hair or just no, mullet. Yeah, it's a full blown yeah, mullet. Full blown. And I'm pretty proud of that because it, <laughs> it takes a lot of balls to walk around. Like, in hip hop in with a mullet out. or just, yeah. or just, just in just general? Being a human. <laughs> Like with a mullet, yeah, you it's find hard. it difficult. Neil's had his for like what three years. Yeah. Well, I guess it wasn't really a mullet until recently, but yeah, but yeah, it's uh, 
it's it's tough to rock the mullet sure. for I think it's been a year and a half now since yeah. it's actually been mullet. Well, can I see the mullet? Yeah. One more time. It's all crusty with seawater right now too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> number, so your mullet is what I understood you're yeah, most proud sure. of. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Round number five, what are you least proud of? Uh that is hard. Um least proud I would I would just say the time that it's like taken because I thought it was gonna be so fast. Oh, don't we all you know? It's you're like, like oh, this is like, the one. This oh, track dude, is the one. Yeah. Every I'm, single one, it. you're like, This is it. Yeah, and then it's it, like, oh, the same fucking thing. Because in your mind you're like, yo, I don't see how this is just not like the dopest track ever made. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'm just gonna wait for the by the phone and then you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, six years. Yeah. I thought by four years ago I was gonna be huge. Right. So Dude, I had I got a DJ Revolution interview. You know DJ yeah, Revolution? Uh-huh. Right, and I, I'm like, okay, there's like two ever, and I'm one of those, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is it. I'm dumb, done. Like, I'm can't wait for to like media start calling in yeah. and just want me to join their group, and like nothing on that level, right? I'm like, shit, right? And then I got the atmosphere interview, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, all right, for dude. sure, bro. The phone didn't ring once. Yeah, and I'm like, motherfucker, it's like, crazy. what do who do I what do I got to do around here? You know? Yep. But you you invest so much emotion into everything, you you just assume it's the one. Yep. Exactly. Right. You just got to keep uploading. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and it'll be the one that you don't even think is special. Right. They'll be like, yo, I heard you on this track. We were uh, like, you're like, really? That like, one? Dude, that's like four years old. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. even cool. That's how it'll happen, man. Yeah. That's how it'll happen. Round number five. What are you least proud of? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Round number six. What is your biggest fear? I would say biggest fear is just failure. For sure. And I try not to think about it because that'll go take you in the wrong direction. But oh, absolutely. that's what I'm scared of is yeah. like just being mediocre or failing completely. Mm, I like that. And clowns. No, I'm no? cool with the clowns. Are you cool with the clowns? Yeah. Do you, do you know there's people that are just like absolutely terrified of clowns? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's insane, right? Like, I, like I clowns. Yeah, they're always happy. They're always, they're the happiest knowing, people. Knowing this guy. Yeah. It's gonna happen to me. Now that I'm talking about it, it'll probably happen at some point. Yeah, I'm going oh, to get a clown mask tonight. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. That's my fear, not his. All right. I respect it. No, my wife can't see them on TV. Wow. We can't drive them to. Ah! Ah! Wow. You know, everything's like it's it's a fucking cereal box. Relax. Yeah. You, you know, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, biggest fear. Round number seven. <clears throat> Who would you take a bullet for? A bullet for. Man, that's tough. I don't know. It'd have to be, you know, I guess just anyone that I'm super close with, you know, between family and, like, these guys and longtime friends. But I would say other than that. Like friends and family. Yeah. You, you would take a bullet for one of them. Yep. Okay. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? Now, I'm not saying you shoot someone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's oh. a bullet flying through the sky. <laughs> eh, you're just not going to sweat it if dude gets it. You're not going to, like, dive in front of you. Just, you know. I'd let it hit a really old lady that I just married as long as she's rich. Oh, I like that. Okay. That's, that's macabre, though. 
It's macabre. <laughs> That's some dark shit. But I, but I, I see the benefits of that. Got the money though. You got cha ching. Yeah. Haley, you want to go to the fire well, range? Well, because you know she's probably gonna. She's got one foot in the grave and another on the banana peel anyway. So she's like, we just. It's our honeymoon. Like, Why are really we at the fire old. range? Yeah. Why are yeah. we hunting? It's our. Don't worry about Trust it. Trust me. <laughs> I come out here all the time. <laughs> this is what I always wanted to do for my honeymoon. Just come out here and hunt. Yeah. Exactly. At night. <laughs> With a, with a night vision scope. Start running. <laughs> Start running. Uh, okay. I like that. Round number 10. Last three. You're doing pretty good. Okay. You're doing pretty good. Round 10. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. What does that I, mean? I don't know that, you know, there's so much information on like the whole entire Christian faith being based on like astrology and stuff that seems to line up with me, but I do believe in like a higher power. And I don't know if that's because people like feeling like they have someone watching over them or if it's like, you know, whatever. I think that's it. Why people started this. Yeah. And, but I, you know, I, I don't really believe in the big bang theory. So that seems way say, more really. illogical than if there was a god, right? Right. To me, it to seems me, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you're, you're t- it, the fact that it would be by complete accident to me is like that's way crazier an idea than like a mind creating, right? It, you know what I mean? Like there was a creator. That's, so that's but more then, logical you know, I, to me. You, the hardcore religious people are like nut jobs to me yeah. too. Hardcore be- science people because, are nut jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it's I don't know. You know, there's there's arguments for both sides but i do believe in a higher power i just don't really know i don't think it's like what they tell you it is like straight out of the bible i mean you know who knows how many times that thing's been translated and stuff's lost in translation and the really hardcore people like deny the existence of dinosaurs so you know who knows and religion is just like the basis of all problems in the world pretty much so no i'm with you i'm with you i think it's the perception of religion that's the problem we try to make it about us and now that's problematic right because if you don't think like me you're different than me and i'm scared of that you see you're making it about yourself i think that's real really what the problem is because there's no religion in the world that says murder people that don't think like this yeah not one says that Uh most of them are like yo love peace right Mm -hmm. it's the people that make it a dangerous right. thing, I feel. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Tough, but you do believe it tough in subject, God yeah. somehow. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Round 11. <clears throat> what is your biggest insecurity? What are you most insecure about? I'm pretty secure. I really, uh, I mean, you have to be to, like, look how we look and, like, go out. With the mullet, you got to have... Especially fucking huge like, cojones yeah. to just walk around with a mullet. You're just like, fuck so, it. I don't, you know <laughs> and the, then I go rap. I go rap, rap concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what's yeah, up. Hey, guys, I'm playing here tonight. <laughs> like, no, you're not. See you later. Yeah. But, All right, um, narc. Sure you are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think from like stemming from middle school, bad breath is an insecurity. Like, I always chew gum. Right. 100% of the time. Oh, dude, so. I feel you. Some, I'm just like, yeah. like, I shouldn't have ate that burger. <laughs> now my fucking mouth smells. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, so... so I would say that's probably the biggest one. It's all... You're always... You're constantly worried about your breath. 
Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not worried about it because I chew gum 24 seven. But you chew gum because you're worried about right. your <laughs> yeah. breath. Okay. But yeah, he's a solid issue. I like boxes of gum, and now you're just so. addicted to gum, and yeah. that's like a secondary issue. Wow. Yep. All right. Uh, last and final question. Thank you for having okay. me. Yeah. Thank thanks, you for joining thanks us. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime. Uh, it's been uh, a pleasure talking to you and getting to yes, know you. You too. I love your mentality. Thank you. I love your approach to the game. I think if we saw more artists with that initial mentality or some vision at all. Right, that hip hop would be a lot. It would be in a better place because you want to put out a good product to make money. Right. See what I'm saying? Therefore, you'll treat it better. It, it just looked at more than just a piggy bank. You know. Right. You got to walk that fine line of being an artist, but making making a living. Yep. I'm artist and a business. Yep. I'm with that. Last and final question, round twelve. Okay. Why? 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 Why music? Or why? Why? <laughs> I need some guidance here. Why am I a rapper? Why? Or just why? I'm asking you why. <laughs> you can't speed them answers. <laughs> why? Because I love clowns. To uh, to be successful and take care of the people I love. That's the whole. That's that's why for life for me. I like that. You're the champion. Let's hear it one time, everybody. Come on, make some noise. Ooh, you fucking suck. <laughs> Cue applause right here. Uh, no, that's what I'm talking about. So I ask everyone those 12 questions. Every yeah. single artist I've ever sat with. And then I, I ask why. And they're like, because I got to make some money. Because I want to be famous. Because I, they always give me their interpretation, right? And some mm-hmm. of them don't answer SMC. Some of them is like, because I love my kids. Because I love God. Because yep. I love my whatever. They When I ask why, it tells me how you approach life. Do you do you, Did you approach the question as an MC, as a rapper, or like as a dad, as a Christian, as a mm-hmm. Muslim, whatever? And I get all different types of answers. Okay. And that's why every single one of those answers is going to be different. Yeah. Right? Because it's your direct perception. And I feel it gets... Your audience, they get to know you that much better because you can fake it for a, a song or two, but you can't fake an hour and a half interview. Right. You can't fake right. that. You're going to, you're going to, yep. Your real ideas and personality will come out and they get attached to you that much more. So thank you for having us. Yep. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. It's amazing view. Beautiful night. Yep. Awesome so let them know where they can find you. So I'm everywhere online. If you just type in Fiki anywhere, my uh, Instagram is at Yo It's Fiki. Same with Twitter. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash official Fiki. And, um, spell Fiki first. F-E-E-K-I is okay. how you spell Fiki. Yeah. Um, and then badtouchsupply.com is where you can get merch and a bunch of other cool shit that I like. Right. So great awesome so you're now a wake the flock up artist that means you get uh, unlimited promotion for the rest of your day so if you nice. need anything plugged anything pushed send it to us we'll put it up on the website we'll retweet your post that's it perfect uh, you're also more than welcome to come back and co-host or just meet some of the artists that we sit with we have some artists every once in a while they're like hey yo you're interviewing this person can I meet them or can I come through and sit in or can I co-host and then yeah absolutely here just let me know who you're interested in meeting or whatever and we'll make it happen so thank you again had an amazing time so for Fiki 
for real hip-hop everywhere. This is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us. Wake the flock up. You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network.